3: Oh, wait. No, it's not. It wasn't a red wave. It's not Jimmy Fayla. Jimmy is on the way to this very studio. He'll be here in the third hour. But for now, it's Paul Gleiser from Fox Across America affiliate KTBB in Tyler Longview, Texas, asking the question, what should Donald Trump say and do on Tuesday? 888-788-9910 if you want to be a part of it. Jimmy spent much of the show yesterday taking your calls and listening to your thoughts about the disappointing midterm, the red wave that didn't even amount to a respectable ripple. For once in my life, I actually agree with Joe Biden. Here's cut two.
4: While we don't know all the results yet, at least I don't know them all yet, uh, here's what we do know. While the press and the pundits are predicting a giant red wave, uh, it didn't happen. And I know you were somewhat miffed by my uh, my uh, obsessive optimism, but uh, I felt good during the whole process. I thought we were going to do
5: fine.
3: Well, it turns out, you know, considering what normally happens in midterms, did do fine. We still don't know the balance of power in Congress. It looks like the GOP squeaked out a slim majority in the House. Don't bet the Christmas money on the GOP taking control of the Senate. And at the end of all this, after months of talking about it, We're going to come to the place little will have changed. Whichever party controls whichever chamber of the the Congress will do so with a paper-thin majority. And this is not how it's supposed to work. Everybody knows that the party out of power in a president's first midterm election gains seats. It's a given. Layer on top of that a president with historically dismal approval ratings, an economy headed south, Crushing inflation that's causing more than two-thirds of the country to live paycheck to paycheck. Rising interest rates that's putting home ownership increasingly out of reach to an increasing number of people. Crime that's literally ruining our once great cities. Total chaos on the border that's allowing millions of unvetted, uneducated, and minimally employable migrants to flood into the country an epidemic of death brought about by the fentanyl that's flooding in with them, an entire generation of school-aged children who are likely permanently behind the academic eight ball because of ill-advised COVID policies from which the Democrats refuse to relent, and the rising tide of threat from adversaries like China and North Korea. Take that long list. And pile it on top of the history of first-term, presidential, midterm elections. And the Republicans should have had a blowout Tuesday. And yet, here we sit. So what's next? Well, literally, what's next is a big announcement Tuesday from former President Donald Trump. If I were him, in light of things, I would postpone that announcement. We all know he won't. So what do you want him to say? What do you want Donald Trump to do? We're going to take a lot of your calls today. You guys get to do the show, 888-788-9910, 888-788-9910. Much of the show today is yours. When I fill in for Jimmy, I am keenly aware of my own limitations. I'm not nearly as smart as you guys. Neither are the smarts concentrated in the rarefied corridors of power in Washington, D.C. and New York where snotty, snobby, elitist insiders, possessed of their great academic credentials, demonstrate every single day that they don't have a clue how things really work. The smarts in this country are spread out across the fruited plain. So you folks, the Fox Across America audience, it's going to be you doing most of the show today, 888-788-9910. So, What do you want Donald Trump to say and do on Tuesday? What do you want Donald Trump to do with his own future? I think when he planned this event Tuesday, he thought he'd be riding a wave of euphoria over the GOP's performance in the midterms. That euphoria clearly isn't there. I don't think his event Tuesday could possibly, and of course you don't even need to speculate about this, it will have none of the impact of his escalator ride in Trump Tower in New York in the summer of 2015. I think he should call it off. I think he should postpone it at the very least. We all know he won't. And look. I want to be real clear about Donald Trump. We conservatives will always, always, always be in Donald Trump's debt. He showed up at a time when he or someone like him was sorely needed. If Donald Trump hadn't come along when he did, we would have had to invent him. Trump turned on the lights, threw open the shades, and let bright disinfecting sunlight shine in on the corridors of power, allowing us to see in clear, unmistakable clear relief just how badly the Washington establishment has been screwing us for the past 30 years. It's kinda like mom and dad came home early and flipped on the lights and saw all of what was going on and they were clear as to what you were really like when they weren't around. I write a weekly column at utellmetexas.com My column last week went into great detail as to just how badly we've been getting screwed. I'm right about that in every detail. We've been led for decades by a small, inbred group of elitist Ivy Leaguers that have made a pig's breakfast around running the country. The country is not in great shape. By this time in our history, the United States should be substantially debt-free, economically strong and secure, capable, capable of deterring bad actors in the world whenever they might dare to become adventurous. Prosperity should be making its way through every demographic group in the country. Today's generation of black and hispanic mothers and fathers should be approaching their old age secure in the knowledge that their children are going to be better off than they were. Racial animus in this country should be on the wane. We should be we should be moving into a post-racial America by this point in our history. Today none of those things is true. Trump's arrival on the scene his in-your-face style, completely unorthodox, completely unlike the focus-driven politicians we had come to come to expect. Completely unconsulted, completely unvarnished, completely raw. That caused that was a, a shot to the solar plexus. That caused the scales to fall from our eyes, ca- caused us to see people like you and me just how wrong we were to once be excited about a guy like Mitt Romney. How the hell were we ever excited about Mitt Romney? You know, and I concluded that column by saying that voters, having finally been awakened to the truth, thanks in no small measure to Donald Trump, would make their displeasure unmistakably clear on Election Day. And I was wrong. So why was I wrong? Why were the polls, the handicappers, the talking heads, the pundits, and even top Dems all wrong? Well... Maybe Mark Thiessen at the Washington Post knows. Cut 22. The voters are set,
6: looked at us and they said, we sent you a message in 2020. Did you not hear us? We don't want, they, they don't want, they, I, and I say this with great regret because I probably spilled more ink in the Washington Post than any human being defending Donald Trump during his presidency. Mm-hmm. I'm, not a, I'm not a never-Trumper, but the election denial put people over the edge. And the, the, and at some point, the voters said, "We don't. This is we. We don't want the chaos. We 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 want conservative. They love. They in 2020, voters didn't reject Trumpism. They rejected Trump.
3: So what next? And what about Donald Trump and his announcement on Tuesday? I really want to hear from you. Eight 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 seven eight eight ninety nine ten eight 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 seven eight eight ninety nine ten. You know. It wasn't a complete lack of, uh, of performance on the Republicans' part on, uh, on Tuesday. One Republican had a hell of a night. His name's Ron DeSantis. An absolutely stellar record as governor of Florida, driven to a huge degree by his steadfast refusal to allow the pandemic to take away the, the liberties and freedoms of his citizens. That kind of leadership propelled him to the kind of lopsided victory in Florida that we were all hoping would play out across the country for for Republicans. There was a red wave in Florida, a huge one, a tsunami. DeSantis won his first term as governor of Florida in 2018 by just 34,000 votes, less than one-half of one percent. It was razor thin. Tuesday, it wasn't even close. He won Tuesday by more than a million and a half votes, nearly 20 points. He crushed former Republican and former Florida Governor Charlie Crist. It was a blowout night for Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis should be proud, the people of Florida should be proud, and Republicans should be proud of Ron DeSantis. And yet Saturday before the the election on Tuesday, Donald Trump gratuitously... And with exactly zero provocation, referred to Ron DeSantis as Ron DeSanctimonious at a rally that he was at Saturday night. Why did he do that? Can he truly not help himself? And are you ready for two more years of that kind of crap starting on Tuesday? 888 788 9910. DeSantis had a spectacular night Tuesday. Republicans had a disappointing night Tuesday. Donald Trump had a catastrophic night on Tuesday. Let's air all of this out here on Fox Across America. Paul Gleiser sitting in for Jimmy Fallon, who at this very moment is on his way here to help his proud affiliate KTBB celebrate its 75th anniversary. 75 years ago on this very day, the FCC issued the license for KTBB under which we are operating today. And Jimmy's as being the great guy that he is, is coming here to help us celebrate. We have a we have a blowout party tonight for our advertisers. Jimmy's going to be there, and Jimmy's going to be at um, at a local uh, place here in Tyler Longview at the the Longview Papacitas tomorrow. If you are listening, he'll be there at three o'clock, an hour after he gets off the air. Two o'clock he goes off the air off the air here Central Time. He'll be at Papacitas tomorrow at three o'clock. If you want to meet Jimmy in person, shake his hand, take a selfie, do all that stuff. Jimmy's coming here, and we will have a talk show first later in the in this show, Jimmy is going to be a guest on his own show he 'll join us in the third hour here on Fox across America rest of what 's coming up your calls a whole lot of the show at uh, in the in the uh, second hour Congressman James comer, who f- uh, represents kentucky 's first congressional district he 's a ranking member of the House Oversight and reform committee he 'll join us and then, as I say, in the bottom of the third hour we 'll have Jimmy Pha as a guest on his own show between. Then Between now and then, it's you, your bad self, and me at 888-788-9910. Paul are sending in for Jimmy Fallon. We're going to crank it up after the break. Hope you'll stick around.
2: It's America's number one radio lunch date. Get your hands out of my fries. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Buy your own damn fries.
7: Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think.
8: Listen live or get the podcast now at BrianKilmeadeShow.com.
3: Paul Glaser from the great state of Texas. 29.5 million people strong. We had our votes counted in about four hours. Um... Arizona, 7 million people. Uh, We still await their results. Sitting in here for Jimmy Fela, taking your calls, 888-788-9910. We're to the phones. And Bill in Iola, Kansas, you're the leadoff hitter. Go.
9: Uh, Morning or afternoon. Um, I just feel that to win the election, we got to have an independent voter, and Trump is too abrasive. And, I mean, he did some good things for this country. He got rid of the the illegal problem. That was why I voted for him. And I just think put him in the background and let him run things or help run things. I mean, isn't that what the Democrats do? They got George Soros and whoever else is the leader of the Clintons and the Obamas that are running the party. And and then everybody's in lockstep. But you put Trump in there, nobody's going to follow him. They, they didn't follow him mitch McConnell all them guys they they fought against him every step of the way Everything I think that he did good they fought
3: bill I think Donald Trump is constitutionally incapable I do too. <laughs> of not being the the absolute Trump top man. dog center of the stage guy I think you're, I just you're, don't think there's right. any way in the world he can be the be the the george Soros right. type behind the scenes and i'm it pains me to con- compare any Republican to George Soros. I know,
9: you know, I know it, but isn't that how politics are run? I mean, yeah, just, but Donald Trump's not. Donald Trump is never going to do that. Do it. No, because I think Ron DeSantis is the guy. That's who, I'm an independent, and that's who I'll vote for. And I just would have a hard time voting if it was Trump.
3: You want to know what worries Sorry. me about you want to know what worries me about Ron DeSantis. I think Don, Ron DeSantis has been a spectacular governor. I think he's a spectacular guy. I've had my eye on him for a for a while. I loved his leadership during uh, COVID. I think he was. Yep. I think he set the standard. I'm a I'm a Ron DeSantis fan, and I, I'm I'm really proud of what he accomplished in Florida yesterday. But you wonder what worries me about him. It's it, it's real simple, and there's no way in the world that you can prove any of it. The early front runners never wind up being the guy.
9: Yeah, that's true. They gotta come to Iowa and they if they win in Iowa, that's where I'm from. I'm a truck driver. And if they win in Iowa they usually lose.
3: <laughs> yeah, well listen, and, and we, we thought in <clears throat> we thought in twenty sixteen or in twenty fifteen, we thought that Jeb Bush, with his mountain of money and name recognition and pedigree and on and on, he was the prohibited favorite uh, yep, to win the cool. Republican nomination, and he didn't even get close. He got three delegates, 150 million dollars spent getting three delegates—the most inefficient use of political money in the history of American politics. But he was the—he was the guy in 2015, and he—he he was sure. <clears throat> wound up <clears throat> wound up being a huge zero. So, you know, I'm, the only thing that worries me about Ron DeSantis—get all excited about Ron DeSantis—is. Uh, the guy you get excited about first is usually not the guy. and yeah, you're right. <laughs> and we got some there's well, some Nikki Haley's out there. She's Tulsi Gabbard yeah. is out there. We got some bright there are people out there um, that I
10: wondered
9: how long it was going to take Tulsi Gabbard to quit the Democrat Party.
3: Well, she yeah, really and t- a Democrat. She's not really a Democrat, but she's not no. a really a true conservative no. either, so she's no, uh-uh. kind of in the mushy middle. But do we agree, Bill, do you and I agree that, um, that it's time for Donald Trump to uh, – first of all, I think, I think he should just postpone, say he's postponing Tuesday and then never reschedule it. I don't think he yes. should do anything Tuesday.
9: No, I agree. I do agree. I, I like him. He did great things, but I think his time is, has come.
3: And I think the the results yesterday brought that into sharp relief. I think, you know, I was, Bill, this the first time you and I have ever talked, but if you follow my column at YouTellMeTexas.com, you will see that I have been hedging about Donald Trump. I have been expressing some reservations. I've been a little bit circumspect about him in 2024. But I have, you know, I have not outright said he shouldn't run. Yesterday gave me clarity on that. I think I'm now going to say out loud that Donald Trump came at a time when we needed him. He he showed us he, he for all of for all of the of the the sideshow attended to Donald Trump and for all of the chaos and the you know just the the cloud of crap that follows around behind him, he showed us that con- conservatism works every time it's tried. And he was a, from a policy perspective, he was a fantastic president. But the rest of it we can you stand the thought of two years starting Tuesday of Trump relitigating 2020?
9: I can't. They're going to go nuts the minute he the minute he says he's going to run. It's just going to be impeach, impeach, impeach all over.
3: Yeah, I, and I, which which you know to maybe to Ron DeSantis' benefit because the long knives will be out for Donald Trump instead of the long knives being out for DeSantis. Because trust me. The the media will, will will set about savaging Ron DeSantis the minute he announces he's going to run for president. The media will be out for him, and the and the the opposition research will be out for him. It's going to be a, it, it will not be a picnic for Ron DeSantis. Maybe Donald Trump gives him cover. Hey Bill, appreciate your call. You were a good leadoff hitter today. Thank you. Yeah, Dave. have a good day you too. Thanks for calling 888-788-9910. Let's just you and me do the show today. 888-788-9910. Paul Gleiser sitting in for Jimmy Fallon here on Fox Across America. And we have more of the show coming up. day before yesterday, Tuesday, it was election day in the United States. This coming Tuesday, Donald Trump is going to make a big announcement. What do you think he should do and say? Paul Glaser sitting in for Jimmy Fallon here on Fox Across America. And I want to hear from you at 888-788-9910. Let's go to Atlanta. It's Steve up next on Fox Across America. Hello, Steve.
11: Hey, how are you doing, brother? You doing all right?
3: I'm doing good. How are you doing?
11: Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. So You got to drop the I, uh, G
3: off of doing if you're going to ask that question. How are you doing? Is how you. That's how you're well, supposed to do that. You, well,
11: well, uh, you know, I don't want to come off as too much of a hick down here. Well, as no, as you, as it's, as how, it's, how it's,
3: it's how it's done. It's not how are you doing. It's how you doing.
11: That's <laughs> how, how it works. How you doing? What's uh, on your mind? I, well, you know, I have a little bit different perspective. I think Trump needs to postpone his announcement. And allow Herschel Walker to try to get the Senate seat. It needs to be party before man, not man before party. Totally agree. And, And then, I hope Trump comes out and announces. And the reason why I want him to announce that he's running is so that the media will focus all their attention and all their hatred on him. That way, maybe DeSantos can gain some traction and maybe you know, have a really good chance of winning because if Trump doesn't announce and DeSantos does, they're going to decimate him in the media.
3: They are, you know, Trump received the most unfair, the most vicious, the most um, inaccurate, dishonest media coverage that any president has ever received. Correct. But- but let's don't delude ourselves into believing that uh, that Ron DeSantis will be treated, or whoever the nominee is, will be treated much better. The media saw how effective they were. They're not going to stop. The media has, has long ago quit all pretense of objectivity. They will turn on Ron DeSantis and try to devour him. So maybe you have a good strategy there, but here's the thing, um, Steve. I don't think Trump is thinking in those terms. I don't think he's playing a strategy. I think Donald Trump really wants to run a second time. I think I, I don't think his ego will permit him to do anything less. What do you say?
11: I don't think his ego is going to allow him to take a step back. Um, that could be good for DeSantos. My only theory is, is that if he does take a step back, and look, you know, I I voted for Trump. I supported Trump. Didn't support his mouth, so to speak, his Twitter feed, some of the stuff. But he was the man that we needed at the time. But the problem was, was the Democrats and the media, they wouldn't give the man a break. They would not give him an ounce of wiggle room. And this country is divided enough as it is. You cannot walk out on the street without seeing division right in your face. We need a candidate that's going to try to not alienate half the population. And, you know, we need to be able to come together. We need a candidate that's going to be able to walk across those party lines and say, hey, we need to stop being at each other's throats. And we need to come together for the country. Well, I think the Santos is the man for that, if the media will give him that opportunity.
3: Well, Steve, let me let me let me say this: there, there's a, an expression in the White House. It's called wearing the suit, and that is to say, rising to the level of being the president, of acting like the president, looking like the president, and comporting yourself like the president. It's called wearing the. I really thought, you know, when Donald Trump's candidacy was was it as unorthodox a candidacy as, we, as we've ever seen, had he not been the way he was, number one, he would not have been the nominee, and number two, none of the rest of those guys, of those other 16 guys that were originally, guys and gals, who were originally on the stage, uh, for the debate in the beginning of the presidential uh, primaries for the Republicans in 2016, none of the others would have beat Hillary Clinton. The only Republican that could have beaten Hillary Clinton in 2016 is the one that beat Hillary Clinton in 2016. But I hoped that when he, once he won, he would wear the suit better than he did, and he I never he never really wore the suit the way i would like for him to have worn the suit his policy agenda was right down my line he he was every he was everything that those guys at national review that turned on him he was he was he enacted promoted and 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 accomplished that whole list of things that they had been writing about for decades he got done and yet they gave him no credit, no appreciation for it. I think Donald Trump's policy presidency was a triumph. I think his personal presidency has kind of gotten us to where we are. Listen, good stuff, Steve. Appreciate the call. And that opens up a line, 888-788-9910. Speaking of Ron DeSantis and speaking of Florida, let's go to Destin, Florida. And it's Sean next here on Fox Across America. Hello, Sean. Hey,
0: how you doing from uh, I'm the handle.
3: The Panhandle of Florida. Yes, Destin is a, Destin is a great destination for people that live where I live in Texas. A lot of people go to Destin.
0: Yeah, hey, I, I kind of agree with the other caller. I didn't even think about that, but I think it's it's very wise, first and foremost, to for any announcement to wait till uh, Herschel Walker. I think that's a overlooked i think that was a wise piece of counsel Um, i think it's also forgotten
3: that that donald trump that donald's behavior uh in the in 2020 very very likely cost the gop that senate seat in the first place
0: yeah that could be and um i've never seat
3: from georgia
0: i've never given as much money uh and it's not a lot but in terms of just uh candidates as I did to Donald Trump and we owe a lot to him. He did a lot of amazing things. I'm retired air force. He helped the military. Um, The problem is it's not what he's selling. He's got, he's selling the most important things that the country needs. It's the salesman and the salesman is the last person that is ever going to see themselves as the problem. And just like you said, his acrimony, his um, demeanor, you know, it's not what you, uh, it's not what we need. It's definitely not what I am going to vote for again. The man and his family has been through a lot and the media did all that. The media has been doing that to DeSantis. So that's the other thing you guys, DeSantis has already been getting crap about, uh, and he's been fielding it down here in Florida, but no, I think, Trump is owed a lot, and I thank him for that, um, but I think he should be a wise enough businessman um, to know that, yep, I'm, I've got what I need, and I know what I, what I have is, is good for the country, but I myself am not the salesman for it, and he gets what? in the way of his, of his own messaging, and so that was fine for four years. It worked, but I'm sorry— Trump and Trump family, love you. Would have you over any time, but it's. I need you. I need whoever's running to get my family members that didn't vote for him because of that. That's who we need in 24.
3: Well, listen. You know, as you, as you, I'm sure astutely know, Sean. You know, the, the elections are not won by the party faithful. Uh, Republicans, whoever the Republicans nominate, uh, guys like you and me are going to vote for. Whoever Democrats nominate, guys, people on the left are going to vote for. It's there in that squishy middle, and it, it's the independents, it's the it's the the uh, the moderates, it's the people in the in the mushy middle that actually decide American elections. And you got to create, you got to have candidates that are acceptable to them, and you can't alienate them. The thing that the th- Two things have really pushed me off of the Trump train for 2024. Two things. One of them happened Saturday, where without provocation, mm-hmm. for no reason whatsoever, he name called Ron DeSantis Ron DeSan- sanctimonious. And I'm thinking, yeah. why? What, what? How did? Wh- why did you have to do that? And what's going to keep you from doing that for the next two years leading up to a, to an election? I think it, it just. It just becomes toxic. I'll say again, that
0: Trump being the okay, way but Trump hang was. Hang on. At, yeah. Ask yourself this. Is that surprising? That's, no. That shouldn't surprise any of us. That's just how he is, and that's fine. No. It's just how he is, and that is the reason that I say I can have the car in your dealership that I want to buy, but this salesman's so bad that my wife is, not, is absolutely, and we leave. And that's what that is, Trump is. So, yeah, what he said about Ron DeSantis, that's just his style, and that's fine. But he needs to understand, like you said, that style is not going to get the 15 percent in the middle that we need. And so am, am I going to let my ego um, and get in the way of what's best for the country? That's what he has to ask himself.
3: Well, he does, you know, and he originally ran, I think, for good reasons. I think his motive, original yeah. motivation for running was good. He saw the country headed in a very wrong direction, and he really saw that the establishment wing of both parties had become a uniparty, and they were screwing us to the wall.
0: And, and he did you know, amazing things. He did, and he did so amazing much things in four he, years, it blows my mind, working in government. It blows my mind.
3: And he he came along at just the right time and if he had not come along, we would have had to invent him. So it's great that he came along, but the thing is I said earlier, he I wish he could wear the suit. And he he just doesn't and it became clear that he never intends to when he when he took that pot shot at uh, Ron DeSantis on Saturday night. Hey, listen, Sean, good stuff. Thanks for the call. I hope you have a great day uh, and a great coming weekend. That frees up a line eight 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 seven eight eight ninety nine ten. Let's get one more in. Let's uh, let's go close to home here, Tyler, Texas. Chris, you're next. Uh, listening here on KTBB uh, to Fox Across America. Hello, Chris. Hello,
5: Paul. How are you doing today?
3: Good, man. How are you?
5: Very well. Uh... I think what Trump needs to do is step aside and and look at it from this perspective. He's won. He has already won. He has planted the seeds of a new, aggressive, in-your-face Republican Party that doesn't want to back down, that wants to challenge the Democrats, that's not afraid to challenge the Democrats. I mean, look at everybody that's been running for Congress, running for gubernatorial races. Even more the more local levels, Donald Trump did that, and history is going to look very kindly upon him for that. I think. Um, well,
3: yeah, yeah. Step aside. Yeah, let me amplify on and, that. Let me hold on. Let me jump in there. Let me let me underscore what you what you just said there, Chris. What Donald Trump did is, I think he completed the the the, the transition. Uh, that had been underway for a time between the Republican Party and the Democratic Party the Democratic Party was for decades all my growing up the party of the working people it was a, it was the it was the party of the people who had to wipe their hands before they could shake yours it was the party right. of the, the party of the small business owner and the independent guy the little guy that has totally changed the Democratic Party now is a coalition of very very wealthy elite white coastal, uh, uh, wealthy people, and people who are dependent yes. on government. The working people have migrated to the Republican Party. It's the, the Republican Party is now the working man's party, and Donald Trump connected with that group in a huge way starting in 2015 yes. when he came down that escalator.
5: Yes, and look at DeSantis' victory. Overwhelmingly, he got the Hispanic vote in Florida. He won Miami-Dade County.
3: Yeah, which can't Trump be needs done. To
5: realize, Yeah, Donald Trump needs to realize he's the guy who inspired DeSantis to run. He is the reason why a lot of these candidates are winning. It is an, and, it's, and it's something that the people have always wanted it out of the Republican Party to be more aggressive. Donald Trump did that. And Ron DeSantis is carrying that torch. And you know what? I think Trump needs to step aside. DeSantis, yeah, he could be the front runner, and you know what? He's not afraid of the media either.
3: No, he's, he's good. He's good. You know, he's, he's not
5: a milk toast to moderate. You know, he won't stand. He will
3: not stand on the d- debate stage with a with an idiotic smile on his face while Candy Crowley from CNN depantses him in public the way he happened uh, to um, Mitt Romney uh, in uh, in twenty twelve, which would you know. If my TV yeah. hadn't been brand new at the time, I would have thrown something at it. Hey, listen, Chris, I got to run because I'm up against a break, but it's a great call, and you uh, and you said great things. Thanks for being part of the program. More from, uh, I think Chris is gone. More of Fox Across America. Paul glad you're sitting in for Jimmy Fela here on this uh, Thursday after election day. It's all coming up next. Don't go away.
2: Common sense from a not-so-sensible man. It's
0: the compassion. It's the it's the dignity. It's the wisdom.
2: It's the it's the horse sense of the guy that gets you. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
3: Paul Gleiser sitting in for Jimmy Fallon here on Fox Across America, 888-788-9910. Call for, uh, time for one more call before the top of the hour. Robert, Conroe, Texas, you're up. Go, Robert.
4: Yes, how are you this morning? I'm
3: good, thank you.
4: Good. You know, with regard to what's going on with Trump, I have to say honestly that when Trump ran, I wanted him because of his policies and his platform. And that's what attracted me, not the personality. And I believe for me personally and for my wife, we've discussed it, is that when he announced what he did prior to the midterms, because he couldn't help himself, as you said earlier, it was so distracting and it was so indicative of wanting to be the center of attention when he was not. And that being said, I believe that if he announces, I would like to see DeSantis not do a thing but be a great governor for a year in Florida. Stay out of it, and then when it's time to pull the trigger, pull the trigger
3: and jump in there. Well, you know, you may because- be onto something there, uh, uh, Robert, because if uh, if Desantis reacts too quickly, then they do, it becomes a, a spitball fight between the two of them. You know, and if this, if I'm Desantis, I'm saying let let Trump uh, alienate some people before I get in. Let Trump do if let let Trump damage himself, save me having to having to damage him with my own ammo so
4: exactly exactly i mean i agree with you totally the other thing is is when the republicans are throwing things at each other chinks in the armor occur on both sides that's right only to be used by the democrat party going forward as you know against them and so that kind of a fight doesn't do anybody any good right now
3: and I,
4: i just don't see it
3: yesterday bill I heard Bill O'Reilly say that millions of people voted against their own self interest on Tuesday. and that is that's true they voted against their own self interest if you're a if you're somebody living in uh, in Chicago and you vote a Democrat then you voted for the kind of policy that's making your city increasingly unlivable so we need to a candidate and we need a platform and we need a united statement to people like that that it is a good thing if they will consider voting for Republicans. We need to broaden the appeal, and I'm afraid that a Donald Trump candidacy will simply be as polarizing as it has been so far and even more so. Listen, appreciate the call there, Robert, and that opens up a line at 888-788-9910. It is Paul Gleiser sitting in for Jimmy Fela here on Fox Across America. We have the big second hour coming up, and I hope you will stick around.
2: Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
3: Welcome to Hour 2 of Fox Across America with Paul Glaser sitting in for Jimmy. Jimmy will be in the studio where I'm sitting right now in the bottom of the third hour. He's on his way here. I'm coming to you from KTBB in Tyler Longview, Texas. Incredibly proud of Fox Across America affiliate, one of the early adopters of Jimmy's show. Jimmy's on his way here to help this radio station celebrate its 75th anniversary. We're taking your calls at 888-788-9910. And before I go back to the phones, I have to read you. I have to read you this uh, message I got via the contact page. At utellentexas.com, my weekly column and blog, you got to hear this. Uh, this is Bob writing. He says If the Republicans retake the House and Senate next Tuesday, President Trump should schedule a news conference for Wednesday and announce the following America is in a crisis. This country has millions of good, hardworking Democrat union members and old fashioned Democrats who are no longer represented by the current batch of leaders destroying. Their once great party. Therefore, today I am announcing that I am switching my party affiliation back to Democrat like I was for the greater part of my adult life. I am going to not only continue to work to make America great again, but I give you my word, I am going to make Democrats great again. Then January 6, 2023, President Trump should schedule a rally in the Los Angeles Coliseum to announce that he's running for election as president of the United States on the Democratic ticket. Can you imagine how much fun the primaries would be? The Democrats would spend a Billion dollars fighting him. Meanwhile, he could campaign for Republican congressman or Democrat, either one, whoever would campaign to put this country and her well-being first. And if President Trump won the Democrat primary, he would be running against Republican Ron DeSantis. The country would be in a win-win situation for the next presidential election. Bob from Liberty City, Texas. Brilliant stuff, Bob. It's never going to happen, but, boy, it's a lot of fun to think about. Can you you, uh, picture the apoplexy? If Donald Trump decided to run as a Democrat, oh, it would be fantastic. What about that 888-788-9910? God, can you they, they their gaskets would blow all over the country. What would Joy Reed say? What would the ladies of the view have to say then? 888-788-9910. Back here on Earth, back in the real world, we're in American Falls, Idaho. It's Marshall next on Fox Across America. Hello, Marshall. Thanks for waiting.
8: Thank you. Um, I think Trump should go away. I think thank you for his service, but there's no use for him anymore. And so he needs to go away. Well, there's, not work, no,
3: but, there's not, but well, there's not no use for him. But you, you can make the argument that the proper use is not for him to be the the uh, nominee in 2024.
8: I don't think there's use for him any more because he is the uncle you don't want at the party. He's worn out his welcome, and so he needs just to step aside and just enjoy his retirement, enjoy running his business. As far as DeSantis, if I was DeSantis, I would not even entertain becoming running for president of the United States because he's got a good gig. He's governor of Florida. People love him down there. He just might as well just say, you know what, I'm not going to put my family through what will be coming through. I'm just going to enjoy being governor of Florida and continue to do his work there because he can do more good in Florida than he can for the United States.
3: Marshall, you're asking a male dog not to lick its privates. Every single governor looks in the mirror every morning and sees a president. Well, that's just the nature of things. Governors look in the mirror and see a president looking back at them.
8: Not all governors. If you are humble and you look at yourself and say, you know what, is running for president more important than my family? If you can answer no and saying my family is more important, I'm not gonna have them going through what I'll be putting them through, then that man is will get my vote every time. It's the people that have pride. It's the people who are going, you know what, I can we can weather through this, we can do anything we want, type deal, and there are and there are room for those people. But DeSantis needs to stay in Florida and do he can do more better there, like I said, in Florida, than he can for the U.S. If you want somebody who wants basically a, what we call bomb throwers, then you've got Jordan, you've got Ted Cruz, you've got Paul Ryan, you have other people that are better suited because they've been through the firefighter, uh, the the national wave of being uh, tested through the fires.
3: uh, Paul Ryan is is proved to be part of the problem. There's no way in the world you're going to get the same people who supported Donald Trump to support Paul Ryan. That's never going to happen. Paul Paul Ryan at the time he when he was called to stand tall could not do it. But you know you got people out there. You got Mike Mike Pompeo is is haunting the Twitterverse. You know, the the longest audition in history is underway right now in the in the form of uh, Tulsi Gabbard. We have Nikki Haley. There are people out there. If not Ron DeSantis, then whom? Well, there's some people out there that that would like to like to get in it.
8: That is the, that's the million dollar question type bill, because we need somebody, we need somebody like our founding fathers wound up like Ronald Reagan. But the deal is, is I don't know if we have those people anymore.
3: Well, you may there are going to be a lot of people in the next few months who are going to say, are going to argue pretty vigorously that, um, that, um, Ron DeSantis is that guy. Hey, listen, appreciate the call. That opens up a line, 888-788-9910. Let's go to stay here in Texas, Brownsville, Texas. Blake, you're next on Fox Across America. Hello.
10: Yeah, hey, uh, if that letter is so and Trump were to go to the Democratic Party and run for president, that would that would <laughs> cause me to switch parties in a heartbeat. Boy, I'd like to see him go in there and clean deep state, Did but I th- think what, the what Democrats... It? I think the yeah, Democrats well, would receive that like a baby would that's weaned off its mother's milk onto a Jimmy Fallon barbecue. I think it'd just be <laughs> ugly to begin with, but that'd be one tough little sucker if it could survive.
3: Yeah, listen, but it's it's just absolutely amusing to think about. Can you imagine the apoplexy in the Democratic Party if Donald Trump were to announce he's a Democrat again and he's going to well, run for Donald president as a Democrat?
10: Yep. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I would just look (laughs) forward to that primary so much. I mean, we need to have some change. A uniparty is not good for America. We can see we put ourselves hopelessly in debt. And, you know, (laughs) it's just the way they're making up the rules in Washington as they go along. And they want to they want to convene as the central authority over the rest of us. And we're supposed to all follow along in in kind. No, this can't happen. We've got to have more responsibility before we lose all our credibility as a nation.
3: The current Democratic Party, the Democratic Party, is nothing like the Democratic Party that my grandfather voted for his entire adult life. My, my grandfather was a was a blue collar working class guy. He was a typesetter. He sat at a linotype machine, melting lead and setting type. It's a it, it's a blue collar job. Your hands get dirty doing it. He voted for Democrats his entire life. He there's no way in the world. He would vote for it the Democrats awesome. that are that, that are in this this party, the Democratic Party of Daniel Patrick Moynihan and Joy, Joe Lieberman and and those kinds of Democrats doesn't exist anymore. And we we Republicans, we on the right, need a healthy, sane Democratic Party. the 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 political system in America needs two healthy, sane, sober, sensible parties that are competing in the arena of, of ideas on how best to f- to further the the health and wealth of the nation and we don't have that now and the the debate is 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 silly and the the personal attacks and all of the crap that goes on instead of actually getting out in the in the public arena and saying how are we going to solve these problems that's not going on and it won't go on until you have two healthy sane sober sensible political parties in this country and the Thank argument you. i will i will listen to to people who are who are who don't like donald trump i will listen to their argument that Donald Trump on the right gets in the way of that. I'll, I don't necessarily agree, but I'll listen to that argument. And certainly you can point to the insanity the far-left insanity of the Democratic Party and make that argument. So I would love to see a healthy Democratic Party. I'd love to see a more – I'd love to see a Democratic Party retreat from the left edges of crazy and move back toward the center, and let's play our politics between the 40s the way we did my entire growing up from the time I started uh, becoming eligible to vote. Listen, I appreciate your call, Larry, and we'll uh, we'll look forward to hearing from you again. That opens up a line, 888 Ninety nine ten. We're in Newburn, North Carolina. It's Lori next on Fox Across America. Lori, okay. Lori is we gave her her shot. She blew it. Show Low, Arizona. Boyd next on Fox Across America. Hello, Boyd. Okay, Boyd dropped off too. Sheridan, Wyoming. Let's third times the triumph. Charm Reese in Sheridan. Are you with us?
12: Paul, how are you, my friend? There you go. Yes, Thank sir, God. How are you, my
3: friend? Good. Thank God you showed up. I was getting to feel a little conspicuous here. What's what's well, on you your mind,
12: Reese? Char- well, you said third time's a charm. I'll tell you what. I don't think we ought to cut Donald Trump any short. I don't necessarily like a lot of the things that most folks like. But I think if I don't think he's going to run again. I think his announcement next week is probably going to be something around the Trump Media Technology Group and the stock symbol like DWAC. If anybody, if anybody's an investor, but at the end of the day, we have got, um, we've had a hell of a win. Like it wasn't the great win that everybody thought it was going to be, but we got the House, we got the Senate,
5: and we, we got to hold them accountable.
13: Well, Go ahead. we
3: didn't you – know, we should have had a more decisive uh, response to the dysfunction of this administration than we had. Uh,
5: absolutely
3: it should have been a should have been a stronger repudiation of the failures of this administration than what we got out of this uh, election on tuesday it, it that's, it's,
14: true. It that's speaks true that's to true some
3: hesitancy about republicans that republicans are going to have to overcome if they're going to be a governing majority going forward starting in 2024
12: that's true but we also need to take uh, a, a good look at the election system um and not all across the country but in different states like arizona to not have their results as quickly as florida did or well, yeah well, what under, happened under, well, in pennsylvania like there's there's got to be some guidelines for elections for these states
3: well it's, tw- it's kind of what my
12: thoughts are it's 2022
3: i live i'm here sitting here in the great state of texas it's 2022. We have 29.5 million people li- living in Texas, second largest uh, populous state in the country, and our elections were a done deal by 10:30 or 11 o'clock Tuesday night. We knew. we knew. We knew the results. 29.5 million people. That's not how many voted, but that's the population. And we knew the results before we went to sleep that night. And Arizona Absolutely. has 7 million people, so it has, you know, less than a fourth, and here we are on Thursday, and we still don't know where they stand. That's
12: crazy. It, that is crazy. And, you know, Marco Rubio brought up a good point the other night on Tucker. He's like, hey, we got like 7,000 or 7 million some odd people, and we had our results in five hours, and all these other states that have far fewer fo- population population, they don't have the results yet. Like, what's the problem? Like, there should be a national guideline for uh, elections. Like, elections are all ran by the states, right?
3: The, which is the way it's. Again, this, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to cut you short here. But yes, they are run by the states, and that's the way it's set up in the Constitution. And you got to be real careful. you You got to be real careful about federal regulation of state elections because the next thing you know the federal government will be running our elections and that is antithetical to federalism in this country you do not want the federal government telling states how to run their elections you got to be
12: real careful about that there should be some guidelines though i agree there's, there's some there there's, I, there's there's something fishy going on in some of these states but at the same time there should be like guidelines like all paper ballots is a guideline and maybe have your results in within five hours after your elections close like it, something simple like that it shouldn't take and days it.
3: it shouldn't take days to count votes i totally agree with you appreciate the call and that frees up a line here at 888-788-9910 it's Paul lines sitting in for jimmy family here on fox across america more of the show coming up stick around
2: The critics have spoken. Well, that was different. Yep, rousy, but different. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
3: Fox Across America with Paul Glogger, sitting in for Jimmy Fallon, 888-788-9910. Jimmy will be here in the third hour of the show, At the bottom of the hour. I'm sitting in for Jimmy as he travels... To this very studio here in Long Center, Longview, Texas. Want to hear from you at 888-788-9910. Next is Jake in Idaho Idaho Falls, Idaho. Jake, what's up?
13: Hey, thanks, Paul, for taking my call. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, so I'm one of those that uh, I voted for Trump both times uh, during the elections, uh, just from a policy standpoint, because I really believed in in his platform and what he was conveying. And I put aside the the personal tendencies and, and personality that he had because of that, because I knew what we would get if he didn't, wasn't in office. And we can see that perfectly now with the current administration we have. However, I do feel like many of the other callers that Donald has kind of worn out his welcome, especially for appeal, appealing to the, the moderate voters, which I think is the key for any election. You know the extreme democrats extreme republicans you can't really sway them they're going to vote how they always vote it's those moderate independent voters that are the key and donald trump i don't think is that guy anymore and i think if he were to announce november 15th that he was putting all of his support behind ron desantis couldn't you imagine what type of reaction i would get that's not going to happen though <laughs> I know. No,
3: but. and and I tell you what, I would have my admiration for Donald Trump would go off the charts if he could bring himself to do that. But I just don't see that happening. You know, as Donald Trump himself says, "We'll see what happens." But I think yeah. he's going to. Yeah. I think he's going he's going to announce a, a another run, and I think his time came and went. And I think, yeah, you know, I you agreed. can say whatever you want to about the 2020 election. I know a lot of people are still upset about it. And there are some legitimate questions to be asked about it still that have never been answered. But nevertheless, all right. of that aside, you cannot relitigate 2020. We've got to look forward. And in the just a few seconds we have left here, if not Donald Trump, who? I mean, if not to Ron DeSantis, then who?
11: Yeah,
13: I I I think Ron DeSantis is the guy. Um I, I really do. Just with his military background, what he has done in Florida is extraordinary. It, yep. Florida did it right. They with did the do it right. They hey, they dominated.
3: <laughs> Jacob, got to jump him up against the bottom of the hour hard break. Jacob, have a great day. More Fox across America with Paul Glaser sitting in for Jimmy Fallon. It's coming up. Stick around. We are airing it out here on Fox Across America. Paul Gleiser sending in for Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy will be uh, with us uh, coming up at the bottom of the third hour, one hour from now. Meanwhile, it's me taking your calls at 888 788 9910. It's also me speaking with Congressman James Comer, who just won re election in Kentucky's 1st Congressional District. James is um, is the ranking member of the House Oversight and Reform Committee. James, thanks for coming on the program today. My pleasure so congressman we've we 've been talking since the show went on the air, but talking Jimmy was talking yesterday it 's what everybody 's talking about. The Republicans number one did not have anywhere near the night that just about everybody, including a lot of Democrats, were expecting and Number two, we have an announcement coming up from Donald Trump a week from well, not a week well a week from election night this next Tuesday. Both of those things are are talk show fodder. Number one, what do you think happened? Where is that wave that we all thought was coming?
15: Well, we didn't beat the line, but we won the game, and that's the main thing. Uh, We're going to have a majority. We're going to have subpoena power. We're going to be able to start holding this administration accountable, and we're going to be able to put the brakes on the Biden liberal agenda. So that's a positive. Uh, I think we all were expecting a better night based primarily not just on polling, but on the fact that uh, this Biden administration and this complete Democrat rule has been a debacle. So, you know, I, I don't know why we didn't win some more seats. I know there are some really close races out there that we we narrowly lost, you know, in the Senate. They had a little better luck in Wisconsin. Some of these closer races, they, they squeaked through and, and won. But, uh, you know, it's just it, it is frustrating that more people didn't turn out and vote. I mean, you, when, when the polls are showing it's in the margin of error, it's about who gets their, their base out to vote. And I don't know what could motivate a, a conservative voter more than seeing uh, all the crises developed by the Biden administration. We're just going to have to get together and, and figure out what what we could have done better, but at least relish the fact that at the end of the day, we're going to fire Nancy Pelosi and have a Republican majority.
3: You know, in 2010, revulsion at Obamacare propelled the GOP to a huge midterm victory during uh, Barack Obama's presidency. I really expected that revulsion at runaway inflation, rampant crime. The insanity <clears throat> on on the border of the state from which I'm talking to you now, the state of Texas and Arizona, our southern border is insane, and and we we go down the laundry list. I thought revulsion and all of that would be even more powerful than the revulsion against um, Obamacare was in 2010. Yet it just didn't materialize. Is that because the Republican National Committee failed? Is that because of of bad decisions in terms of which candidates to back and which not. What do you think?
15: I, I don't. I expected a, a bigger wave, honestly. And I've been on TV and and said that many times. But you know, one difference in Tuesday night versus 2010 is, you know, I, I do believe that Dobbs' decision motivated a lot of uh, women voters, and and I, even in Kentucky. We had a you know very conservative state. Uh, I won my reelection by fifty points. Most of the federal delegation won by by forty points. But then there was an uh, an abortion amendment on the ballot, and it failed. It failed in Kentucky, a state that uh, you know one would think is at least two to one pro life, and it failed because you know, th- there was there were no exemptions for rape, incest, or health of the mother. And I I think that that issue. The Democrats, you know, they doubled down, they tripled down, and we, we felt like the most important thing at the end of the day would be the the economy, the inflation, crime, and things like that. But, you know, I just can't help but wonder if, you know, there was a problem out there with, with female voters on, uh, you know, on their interpretation of, of the Dobbs decision. I think that's something that Republican state legislatures are going to have to uh, – get together and and uh, regroup on that, because I think there's a way to be pro-life and uh, eliminate 99 percent of abortions in America uh, without, uh, you know, w- without the, the rare case of uh, having to deal with the, the, the you know, unimaginable uh, rape, incest or, or help of the mother. So so I think that messaging was something the Democrats did to, to scare women. I think it was misportrayed by the Democrats. Uh, but at the end of the day, I don't think Republicans had a good uh, message for that. Now, I think that was part of the reason.
3: Congressman James Comer from Kentucky, the 1st Congressional District, our guest here on Fox Across America. Okay, Tuesday, Donald Trump's going to say something or do something. I've been asking callers, I'm going to ask you, what
15: would you have him do? I think that, uh, you know, I, I wish that he would sit down with with all the major people running and I, I'm always a, a big believer in uh, communications. He did that as president. You know, he went to, to North Korea and met with Kim, Kim Jong Un. He met with with Putin. He met with Xi. Uh, the Democrats criticized him for that. Now we have a President Biden that doesn't communicate with anyone, and you know we have you know we're the laughing stock on the on the world stage now from a foreign policy standpoint. I think one of the things that that made Trump's foreign policy successful is he communicated with people, with with their adversaries. So he has adversaries, so to speak, in this presidential race. Uh, obviously, DeSantis, uh, Pompeo, people like that. And and I think it would be good for them to, to kind of sit down and talk about it first. But at the end of the day, Donald Trump's going to be the overwhelming favorite. He's going to do what, what he wants to do. And having been president of the United States, I guess uh, he has the, the moral authority to do that.
3: Except, I agree with everything you say except for one thing. Based on the callers that we've taken today and based on the, on the feedback that I'm getting and based on what happened on Jimmy's show yesterday when I was listening to it, I'm not so sure he's the favorite anymore in the Republican Party. I think, I think his star lost a lot of luster, particularly in light of how this election turned out.
15: Well, you know, that's something that uh, that I know a lot of people are debating, certainly in in Kentucky. He's he's still very popular in my district, uh, but I would agree he's not as popular as he as he was a year ago or two years ago, certainly four years ago. But, uh, you know, that's something that uh, the president's going to have to decide. And he's the the elephant in the room. And I think that that's something that that. You know, the the other candidates are going to have to determine Mike Pence, DeSantis and all that. Are they going to get in the race if if Trump gets in the race? I appreciate the fact that Trump waited until after the midterms. uh, But, you know, there's there's a lot of debate on uh, whether or not he he was an an asset or liability in some of these Senate and House races in in certain states. So, you know, I don't know the answer to that. Uh, I'm just glad that he waited until after the midterms, to be honest.
3: I had one caller early in the show say that he wishes that Donald Trump would wait until after Georgia is decided Mm -hmm. to announce because you remember what happened uh, two years ago. So, and I don't think I don't think that's bad advice uh, for uh, for the, uh, the president. I think it would be a good idea for him to postpone anything he has to say until after uh, Georgia's decided, so that you don't have the distraction. Uh, you know, the, the thing the thing that we've been discussing here is you know if one of the things we talked about is if not Donald Trump whom, and number two, is is has Donald Trump's day come and gone, and is he? So polarizing and 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 so caustic in the eyes of some voters that he gets in the way of that suburban soccer mom who is unhappy with the direction of the country but just can't get over the hump on Trump's personality.
15: Well, I think that's something that we're going to have to evaluate with the with the results. Uh, from the midterm elections, because I do believe that our problem, once again, was the, the soccer moms in the suburban areas. Uh, I want to think that that was primarily because of the, the Dobbs decision, which if you know, <laughs> Congress really didn't have any, anything to, to do with that. But at the end of the day, the uh, that's a demographic we have to ha- have if we're going to win the presidency. And Donald Trump clearly has a problem with suburban women. So, you know, that's something that uh, that I think that a lot of people are going to be evaluating the numbers, the exit numbers, and, uh, you know, trying to determine if that's what in fact cost us a couple of points because we were, you know, in the, in in so many of these races, we were plus three or plus four and we ended up losing minus two, minus three. So that was, uh, you know, something went wrong there. and, And my fear is it was once again, that, that suburban woman, which, you know, I agree with all of your callers that that's a demographic that, that Trump certainly hasn't gotten better with. And, you know, it, at this point in his political career, has the ship sailed with suburban women, you know, that's something that, you know, that the odds are are not in his favor with that demographic.
3: Congressman James Comer of Kentucky is with us here on Fox Across America. I like your idea of in a, I'd like to live in a world where it could happen, where Donald Trump. And Nikki Haley and Mike Pompeo and maybe Tulsi Gabbard and Jim Jordan and whoever else entertains thoughts of running for the presidency could all sit in a room and have a discussion as to how best not to further any one of us personally, but how best to further the prosperity peace and wealth of the nation which of us has the best chance of getting elected to make that happen I'd love to think that could happen could it I don't hard to imagine
15: well I'm an optimist uh, probably not going to happen but uh, it would be nice to happen and I think that you know right now we have to look at what's the absolute most important thing politically in America and you mentioned it just a few minutes ago, it's that Georgia Senate race. If that's going to – if Nevada goes Republican, Arizona goes Democrat, then uh, then it's all on Georgia again. And I don't think there should be any distractions. Uh, I think that uh, we need to make the focus 100 percent, not about – Donald Trump, or Kevin McCarthy, or Nancy Pelosi, but about uh, who's going to control the Senate and and whether or not we're going to continue to have Chuck Schumer as the as the majority leader. And I think I, I'm confident if Donald Trump files for president, then that before before the Senate race in Georgia, then that dilutes the the effectiveness of the message for Republicans in that Georgia Senate race.
3: Yeah, I would very much like for Donald Trump to come out and say I was planned this for Tuesday but since, since things are not yet settled, I don't want to be a distraction. What I have to say will I will say after we have set the uh, the the roster in both the House and the Senate. I think that would be a statesmanlike thing for him to do. And, right. and but listen, I've got a I'm getting a, you know not a fair amount but some some hate mail here at, at my own <laughs> radio station.
1: That I would even,
3: that I would even broach the idea of not being 100% behind Donald Trump. I wanted to be very clear. I'm 100% behind the United States of America. I'm 100% right. about behind the country that has freed more people from bondage and lifted more people from poverty than any other society ever in all of history. I'm all about that agenda and I'm all about the leadership that can further that agenda and I don't care what his name is or her name is and frankly, um congressman, I don't care which party as long as that's mm-hmm. happening.
15: Well, you know, all I, I agree with most of what you said. Uh, at the end of the day, the, the Democrat Party's had complete rule in, uh, yeah, in well, the, the, the last two years. Democrats are the, are the, right. the
3: Democrats are the least likely to do all of that, but if they could right. bring themselves, I'd be for them. What I'm saying yeah. is I'm for whoever will advance the freedom, liberty, free enterprise, and opportunity that has built the greatest nation in the world. And I'm not about the tribe.
16: Right.
15: Well, you know, we've got to fix the problems in america and they've only gotten worse in the in the last two years and to be able to fix the problem you have to win the election and that's, that's true uh, that's that's the, the big question mark now with uh whoever we nominate as uh, the republican nominee for for president we better make darn sure that person can win in november and to win in november you know you've got to you've got to be able to attract a certain if you're a republican you have to be able to attract a certain percentage of of minorities a certain percentage of independents and a certain percentage of suburban women and you know, that's the candidate that can win who can who can pull all those different groups together you can't just have all the people like me the the conservatives from uh, rural america it, it it takes more than that so We'll, we'll see what I, happens
3: there. I agree with you. Well, Congressman, congratulations on your, on your very, very lopsided win. Of course, you're, you are quite popular in, uh, in Kentucky, and, you've, uh, and you, you win big, and that's great. And I wish it could be that way all across the country for GOP candidates. And I really, really appreciate you spending time with us. And as, uh, as, the, as President Trump himself would say, we'll see what happens.
13: Absolutely. Well, thank
15: you for having me on your show.
3: Congressman, appreciate it. There's Congressman James Comer uh, here on Fox Across America. Paul Gleiser sitting in for Jimmy Fallon. And we're going to be taking your calls after the break at 888-788-9910. Don't go away.
2: Critics are calling it the funniest show on the radio.
1: Now, funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown,
2: Maybe you. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
17: I almost had it.
3: 888-788-9910. Paul Gleiser sitting in for Jimmy Fallon. Here on Fox Across America, we're in Walla Walla, Washington. It's Larry. You're next on Fox Across America. What's up?
14: Well, Larry, in Walla Walla, Washington, where we have the greatest wine in the world. If you want to come out and get a bottle of wine, come here I'm, and do it. I, I'm a bit of a wino.
3: I would love to do that. I'm a wine, I'm not a connoisseur, but I'm a wine enthusiast. I would love that. But, Larry, what's on your mind?
14: I have two things on my mind. Number one, I think Donald Trump did a great job as a president. I think his ego has just been already been brought up, gets in his way. Because I have talked to many people in reference to Donald Trump, and I said, look at what he did, not how he said it. And they listen a little bit. I don't yeah. think he should run again. You do not? I do not think he should run again. I think he should be in the background supporting the people that are strong and willing to make America great again and let him, from the inside, change things instead of from the top change things. Does he have that in him? I think his ego will get in his way, but that's true.
3: I'm not sure he does. And let me ask you, let's say support who you think can win. Who is that for you? Is it Ron DeSantis now, given his spectacular showing on Tuesday?
14: Actually, I have always supported Tom Cotton as a uh, good man for the presidency. And I also have supported for vice president, the governor of the state of South Dakota, Kristi Noem. Right. And that is where I come from. I would say otherwise, if Trump were to run, I would obviously have to vote for him. But he should support the best one and stay, stay back out of the way right now. His ego, I think, will get in our way. Well, I
3: think I think that is the that is the the knock on Donald Trump. For listen, I'm a Trump policy guy. Have been you know, when he first announced. I'm here in Texas. I you know, kind of was default supported Ted Cruz in the primary. I quickly I quickly switched that allegiance even before uh, Cruz was out of it mathematically. I supported Donald Trump, I said this is a guy who can can affect change when change desperately needs to be affected. I supported him i su- I voted for him in 2020 uh, but <clears> I had the same problem i couldn't get people a lot of people that that should have voted for him I couldn't get them past you know his his personal failings his personal peccadilloes and his and just the the fact that he he throws wild pitches verbally. And that, was the, that, that is the problem with Donald Trump. More of Fox Across America with Paul Glaser sending in from Jimmy Fallon coming up after the top of the hour. I do hope you will stay around.
2: Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Paul
3: Gleiser is sitting in for Jimmy Fallon. here from his proud affiliate, KTBB, in Tyler Longview, Texas, and wanting to hear from you at 888-788-9910. You know, um, we had, during the Trump presidency, um, uh, policy successes that included a robust economy, a reversal of the decades-long decline in the fortunes of the American middle class. We had energy self-sufficiency. We had rising real real incomes. That for the first time in anybody's memory disproportionately benefited those on the lower rungs of the economic ladder. And we had a relatively untroubled international horizon out there. We should be, as Americans, united in wanting all of those things. We should, however we get propose to get there, we should want those things. We had those things during the Trump administration. We don't have them now. So how do we go forward, and how does Trump play into that? Because he can run again, and most of us expect he is going to announce that he will run again on Tuesday. What do you think? 888 788-9910 Seven eight eight ninety nine ten David in Midland you've been patient. you're next on uh on fox across America hello david
16: yeah paul how you doing good, thank you all right great um i'm forty three years old um i'm I'm fairly young, and a lot of these people that are calling in of course, like you're talking about the forties um democratic party of the j f k time and which is all true, you know um But one of the things that I think is lacking in the Republicans, why I think we really lost, just like the the, um, congressman said, we didn't address the issues with abortion. Even though I am pro-life, I think we have to bring new people into the party to overcome that, because if you look at the map, a lot of the um, major counties in Texas went red, except for Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, and El Paso.
3: So well, big, time, big, well, big urban counties, big big urban centers are voting blue, it, it, they, they, they vote blue against their own self interest because the urban, big urban centers are busy decaying into cesspools of crime, and yet Democrats keep getting elected.
5: So, so what I'm getting
16: at is, until 2016, we were the Republicans were lacking getting new voters, getting Hispanics, and getting blacks um until 2016 and, and who came on the set donald trump did now um yes i i don't agree with all his rhetoric sometimes but you know for the greater of the country we were doing better i was making more money i'm a truck driver i haul in out here in west texas in the oil field so i made more money under donald trump than any other president you know before and so i understand people get upset but for the better of the country, we were doing great. And if Ron DeSantis, which I hope he doesn't run because it's going to divide the party up. Remember how many people voted for Donald Trump? They said, what, 78 million? You know, so. yeah, whatever, um, the, whatever
3: the number is.
16: Yeah, so so they're going to divide. Now, a lot of these older Republicans, and I agree, they're used to the PC. But what changed was the PC because Donald Trump came in and spoke like an average American to where we all could understand what he's saying and where he's getting at. It's not so much the PC. You know, the PC is what I didn't like about politicians. I didn't like the fact that, yes, I'm a working class, I'm a blue collar, but these guys try to turn it around and flip it and make it seem like, oh, it's it's so good, but just so people don't understand. You understand what I'm saying?
10: All right, David. As an American,
16: so— Go ahead I'm
3: sure I didn't mean to cut you off so David so you are um you are in the pro trump column you want him to announce- i don't want to put words in your mouth, but you mm-hmm. want him to announce his candidacy on Tuesday of next week am I hearing you correctly
16: Not so much announce. um like like i think I agree with you where they're take where they're talking about he should wait after the Georgia okay and after but the all right uh,
3: th- then then, then, I, then, I, then I didn't put it to you the way i should have you want him to run in twenty twenty four yes Correct. Okay, uh, you are. Here's the thing, David, and I respect your opinion. Heated emails from my from my own listeners. Hello. Majority of the callers to this show yesterday and today don't want to see Trump make a make a third run.
16: And, and and I mean like I said of course there's always gonna be some people but my thing is is you have to it's just like the Obamacare. People didn't buy any no Obamacare, so it fell. Why? Because everybody that had Obamacare wasn't working, wasn't putting in money into the Obamacare, right? So if you don't get new voters coming in onto the Republican, meaning Hispanics and blacks, which are majority are in Houston, San Antonio, Dallas, yeah, yeah, but El Paso, but,
3: but LA but DeSantis just did that in Florida DeSantis and just why?
16: because sm- everybody from New York moved down not everybody well, but, yeah, but he but he, but he New York. still he,
3: he smoked the numbers in in Florida correct. And, he he got and majorities majority, among Hispanics he got hold on he got majorities among Hispanics yeah. he got majorities among suburban white women he got majorities agro- across all those demographics that have been proved elusive to Republicans for years so your argument correct, i agree correct. with what you're saying but the argument all of what you say are based on results that are, that are 48 hours old, all of that argues in favor of Ron DeSantis. Hey, listen, appreciate the call, David. i got to move on. That opens a line at 888-788-9910. We'll, stick in, we'll stay in Texas. Be right here local. Sherry in Longview, you're next on uh, Fox Across America. Hello, Sherry. Hello,
1: Paul. How are you?
3: Fine, thank you. Thanks for waiting.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I've been on here a little while, and so most of what um – The point I was going to make has been said, but I have a problem with the entire Republican Party cabal, whatever you want to call it. I think Donald Trump was never totally accepted. I know he wasn't.
3: (laughs) No, (laughs) I don't think that. No doubt of that. I think you're right.
1: (laughs) Left him out there to toot his own horn and fight his own battles which made him look very arrogant and combative, which I totally disagree with, even with the statement he made about Ron DeSantis. So first of all, I'm going to tell you, I voted for Trump. I'm just, you know, don't think it's time to throw him out because we, as, as as a guest today on Glenn Beck said, you know, some of us, maybe, we all are all to blame, too, because we've got to get out and start locally. You say this all the time on your radio show. We've got to build a strong base. And I just think that until we each and every one reach out in our local communities and our base and, and strengthen it, how can we expect one person to get up there and run the entire show on his own, we've got to support our candidate. Well, you know,
11: I
3: listen. I don't think in, I don't think there was any lack of support in, in around here, Sherry, for Donald Trump. I think he, you know, he was overwhelmingly oh, no. elected around no. here, and I think. Um, and I,
1: yes, I, and Texas, I, you're right. i I, I think. Aren't we on a uh, national? Aren't you? Yeah, we're, we're uh, talking. Fox. Fox,
3: we're talking Fox across America. We're talking to 120 radio stations across the country. But sure, so that so that we can get the number, maximum number of calls on. Let me just respond to what you say. Um, Thank you. Please. You know, mm-hmm. D- D- Donald Trump was not treated fairly, but there's no reason to imagine that he will be going forward. That distraction is going to be there no matter what happens with Donald Trump. He is a polarizing figure, and he is a, yes. he is a magnet for the most extreme sort of of, uh, vitriol against him. He, He just incites people and yeah. that becomes the issue rather than what the issue is. And the issue is inflation and crime and um, and growing the economy and, and making sure that China doesn't doesn't bankrupt us and making sure that we are self-sufficient from an energy standpoint, and a manufacturing standpoint. All of those things yeah. are the issue. But Donald Trump is such that he becomes the issue. And I'm I'm throwing out there for debate. Is that something that we can afford right now?
1: No, but we got to find someone that the entire base will accept. Until we do that, the media will eat them up. I don't care who it is—if it's Fontaine, uh, Cruz, Rand Paul, Michelle Bachman, uh, Tom Cotton, Christy, they are going to eat them up. They're going to eat them alive, and yeah. we just got got to stick together get in there and pull the independence over to our side we don't do that we're not going to get anywhere this red wave i was just as disappointed as you were and i can tell you we got to get off our butts and get out there work and vote we can't blame anybody but our own lazy selves. we got to get out there and do it you can't wait on your neighbor you got to get out there
3: Sherry, Blisson, appreciate it. I appreciate your passion, and I hope it happens. That frees the line, 888-788-9910. Bill, Shelburne, Vermont, what do you say? Hello, Bill. Did we lose Bill? Hi, can you hear me? Okay, there you are, Bill. All right, we got hey, you.
6: Paul, how you doing?
3: Good, thank you. So, so what, what do you say? Where are you on all of this?
6: Well, first of all, I wanted to say, you know, I love Trump. And it's with a uh, heavy heart that I say, the, say that say that I think he should step aside. Um, you know, I think Trump can win the battle, meaning that he'll get the nomination, but he'll lose the war and that he'll lose the general election. And, and here's why. I think there's a fatal flaw in his policy that's going to be exploited by the Democrats, and that's in the form of Operation Warp Speed. So <clears throat> there's, you know, the COVID vaccination was... You know, uh, you know, more or less a failure, and the Democrats are going to blame him for the COVID vaccine injuries and deaths that are All, kind of. Yeah, but how right are they
3: now? how are they how are they going to listen? That's I agree. They'll they might try, but they're the ones that are saying you, can, you if you don't take the vaccine, you get, you're fired.
6: Yeah, I know. He the Democrats mandated it, but they're going to
3: they, you know, they'll, they'll turn around and act like they never mandated it. That'll be hard to do.
6: Well, they, they act like they never do anything.
3: <laughs> well, yeah.
6: So, you know, whatever they say, uh, you know, the, the media goes out and cleanses it for them. So I, oh. I really am fearful that they're going to blame Trump for all the vaccine injuries that are coming. You know, myocarditis, myocarditis blood clots, yeah. cancer, sudden death, you know, all these things. And, you know, I think he, they're going to turn, you know— um, you know what trump is considering a success into a into a huge negative and they're going to trot out vaccine injury deep pe- injured people and it's just going to be this emotional you know look what trump did to us let and, me tell you, and, you know, what I, if
3: donald trump comes out on tuesday and announces that basset hound puppies are cute he's going to be attacked for it Yep. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing there's nothing that Donald Trump's going to say that he won't be attacked for by the left. So you can't you you can't play to not lose with respect to that. My deal with Donald Trump is he he is he creates his own distractions and he does it needlessly. But let's get past the say let's agree just for the sake of this discussion, not Donald Trump. Okay, then who?
6: Well, you know, I like DeSantis and, you know, also Pompeo. I think either one of those won't have the baggage that Trump has. And, the you know, the crazies on the left would, would, you know, for the good of the country, realize that we need a competent, you know, president. So either one of those two guys.
3: You'd like to think, hey, listen, great call. Appreciate it. Um, It's kind of you to be a part of the program and appreciate you taking the time to wait. That opens the line, 888. It's 788-9910. It's Paul Gleiser sitting in for Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy himself is in the house. And he'll be here at the bottom of the hour here on Fox Across
2: America. You're riding around with America's cabbie.
10: Taxi! Taxi! You're
2: hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. Fox
3: Across America with Paul Rogers, sitting in for Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy, as I said before the break, is in the house. He's going to join us after the bottom of the hour, be a guest on his own show, Talk Show History. Meanwhile, it's Stephanie in Montreal, Canada. Stephanie, thanks for waiting. You're next on Fox Across America.
17: Thank you. Well, I would like to say that uh, as a Canadian, I would love to see some dignity being restored to the office of the president. I'd like to see a, a person of high quality become the president of the United States. You just don't have that right now, do you? We, <laughs> I
3: mean, we, we, we don't have that. We certainly don't have that now. And as much as I was a supporter of Donald Trump during his presidency, my criticism of Donald Trump is he didn't do what I have heard expressed as an as a expression inside the White House. He didn't do a good job of wearing the suit.
17: Yes. Well, the problem with Donald Trump is that um, he was born with a silver foot in his mouth.
3: Yes, to, to quote a former candidate for governor here in Texas, Ann Richards, who said that about George W. Bush. Oh. That's actually, yeah, actually, actually been said. But yeah, I understand all of that about about Donald Trump. But, but, Sheridan, do you? I'm sorry, Stephanie. Do you agree or disagree with me that taking the the personal characteristics and the behavior and putting it aside, that from a policy perspective, he was a really effective American president.
17: Well that's a matter of opinion. I mean I I I well, I'm not, asking you I am not a political analyst. I I I would imagine if you say so then probably a lot of people would agree with that. Um, but uh you know I I don't know. Uh Biden, you know, he's uh, people say that he's cognitively impaired and um uh, and that he's out to lunch and you could probably include breakfast and dinner as well, right? <laughs>
3: Well, well, maybe so, and and there's you know there's a, a a really disturbing body of evidence to suggest that that our current United States president is compromised. Mm-hmm. You know that that he but, but there has are some
17: scandals around him as well pretty and, pretty and, and significant pretty, a lot of baggage too
3: pretty significant scandals around him, but let me ask you, you're a Canadian. I was in Canada on the tail end of the covid pandemic, and it was astonishing to me you know how rigidly locked down Canadians were. Were you on board with all of that?
17: well um it's hard to say you know because COVID is is a deadly disease. I mean it's 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 um innocuous to some and fatal to others. So it, it, you know uh, Montreal was very badly affected actually by by this illness. Uh, well, that, uh,
3: everybody was badly affected, but the the assault on personal liberty and individual freedom was pretty vigorous.
17: Yes, it was. It it was it it, it was hurtful to to all of us. Um, but I, I think that the authorities thought that they didn't have any other option. You know, they felt t- tied down by. Uh, the, I mean, the hospitals were overwhelmed. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't even think that they were all that that much concerned about the deaths. I think it was the beds. Yeah, <laughs> the that beds
3: that, that, that was that was the argument for two weeks to flatten the curve. And the, the thing that the thing that has propelled Ron DeSantis uh, to the forefront in American politics is he was very targeted in his approach to COVID and he very quickly figured out who was vulnerable and who was not and he took steps to 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 protect the vulnerable and he let the rest of the population retain their freedom and Florida did no worse and in many ways a lot of better a lot better than a lot of states that were locked down and that's the reason that Ron DeSantis is now a rising star in American politics. Stephanie appreciate your call. After the break at the bottom of the hour, the man himself, Jimmy Fallon, will be in the studio. More of Fox Across America is coming up. You don't want to miss it.
2: It's America's Life Coach. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
3: It's Paul Glaser sitting in for Jimmy Fallon. And as I've been saying, making radio history because... He's a guest on his own show. A what are you hearing? <laughs> oh, you knew, you're hearing—you you are hearing a different program. Yeah, you can't—you can't hear what I'm hearing. So just take the headphones off. It just dawned on me. You—you hey, you can't hear what I'm hearing. No, what's going on? <laughs> How you do? Know, Jimmy fail is in the house. We just got past the first technical. Hey, push the button. Push the button. Push the button.
7: Okay, now yo. You got me now. Yeah, we got you now. You're, hey, never, you're new at
3: this, right? Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm the, at the guest thing, yes. Okay, you never—it's true. You've never been a guest, and we're making you do your own technical.
7: Can I tell you something now? All of this aside. I'm still in such great spirits. You know how much I love being in Texas, uh, and we made it through. We had a moment at the airport today. There was a dog sniffing luggage, like it was one of those days where you oh, didn't have to a bad take. Bad moment for you. Isn't well, it? it's a bad moment for Lincoln's stash. Like I was afraid, like <laughs> heaven forbid, this dog alerts on my dirt bag son. And then we got Fox News guy apprehended at the airport because God knows what's in Lincoln's bag. But no, we made it in in one piece, and it's great to see you. Great to see you. Thanks for coming. You know, just just a little
3: bit of, of self promotion. You're here because. KTVB turned seventy-five
7: today. It's crazy! Happy birthday! Seventy-five
3: years ago today, the license was issued by the FCC. You're here for a party for our advertisers tonight, and it's incredibly nice of you to come in. And it's really cool. You'll be here tomorrow doing the show from the studio, and uh, we've got a meet and greet uh, in Longview tomorrow yep. at three o'clock at Papa Sita's Mexican Restaurant. So we got all of that out of the way. Ah, <laughs> okay? yes. So we uh-huh. covered all of that. Mm-hmm. So all right, you've had you've had forty-eight hours. To distill your thinking on all of this, mm-hmm. the callers are, are like 8 to
7: 1 against Donald Trump running. It's crazy, right? I mean, we yesterday, the actual total, I believe, was 25 to 4. Uh, and not, what's not happening right. is... Okay. Within social media, within talk radio, you're hearing a lot of consistency about maybe Trump isn't the guy nationally. We like him. The whole thing we keep coming back to with DeSantis, better with minority outreach, better with women. But the conundrum right now is in the actual leadership positions of the Republican Party. And in a lot of the upper echelons of media, nobody wants to be the one to say Trump's time is up. Because most of the people in a position to do so either know Trump, golf at Mar-a-Lago, or have the hots for Melania. Okay. I I can respect all three. I get it. Okay. I I completely understand. But I think what's going to happen is if Trump is dumb enough to announce he should run, that he's running next week, uh, DeSantis, who is giving him a lesson in how to be presidential by not responding to him. DeSantis is going to let Trump hang himself into the spring, and the party and the people will be tired of Trump before anybody like DeSantis even needs to get into the ring. Do you remember the rope-a-dope where Muhammad Ali fought George Foreman? Oh, sure. And Ali just hung out in the corner and let Foreman punch himself silly? Yeah. We're kind of watching that right now. Trump has taken three different shots at DeSantis. And he's not getting a response. Why? Because DeSantis knows if you respond, you breathe oxygen into the story, you elevate it in stature. Oh, here we go, the Trump-DeSantis fight. So instead he's just letting Trump shadow box with himself, which I think, you know, reflects terribly on Trump. And I think he's going to wind up, if he announces next week, he's going to wind up sinking his own battleship. Because two years of Trump is a lot of Trump. With all due respect, again, great policies. I like the guy. I go out of my way to make the point every time. Absolutely. Uh, But I think two years of Trump right now uh, is too much oxygen sucked out of the room, and I think there'd be a general fatigue. Don't forget, when he ran last time, he didn't announce until June of 2015 – And by that time, there were about twenty three other people running for president. I think I was running the first week of June. You know, so this time around, you're looking at a guy who's getting in the ring eight months early. He's the only guy. He's got nobody to fight with. You know, every superhero needs some type of a foil. But DeSantis isn't going to be the foil. He doesn't need to be. You know, he just won the governorship. He's not pivoting to presidential mode today. He and he also he
3: covered the spread in Florida Mm, in a way that we nobody thought was possible.
7: When you talk about Miami Dade. Okay, a county that he lost with Trump's endorsement in 2018, it's nearly a 40 point swing between 2018 and now. Right. Based on the fact that he's been able to govern for these people and demonstrate a level of competency that, you know, really does cater to everyone. This is the thing. And everybody overthinks, I think, voter outreach. You know, it's like, well, the Latinos like this, you know, the black voters like this, the female. no, No, they all like the same thing. I want money. (laughs) And I want to feel safe going to the store to spend it. And if you can prioritize that stuff, you know, which what DeSantis did, he didn't crash their economy and he let them go to the store whichever way they wanted to vaccinated, masked, armed. Whatever you do, okay? Um, and that's why I think DeSantis is the guy if the election was held tomorrow. I think most Republicans know that. I think most listeners know that. Uh, and I think on some level Trump knows that because DeSantis in his head, he's tweeted about DeSantis again last night. Did you see that? No, what do you say about so DeSantis So we're on the set night? of Gutfeld last night. Yeah. Me and our lovable comedy dwarf, Greg Gutfeld. Right. Um, and we had a nice time telling the jokes, doing the ha-has. And I get an alert on my phone that Trump's on Truth Social pointing out that he got a million more votes in the 2020 election in the state of Florida than DeSantis did on election night. As if there is no distinction between voter turnout in a presidential election yeah, really? and a midterm. Like, come on, if you tally up the votes nationwide, which is impossible, by the way, because we can't count anymore. No, we can't. We <laughs> now, can't, can't here. I know. You guys are great. <laughs> Florida's great. But where I, live in, where I live in New York, you live in a blue state. When you walk out of the booth, they give you a sticker that says, I waited. <laughs> 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 you didn't vote. You just waited. You just yeah. it. This is crazy. I yeah. keep getting these updates about where the votes are. Like, I didn't order them on Amazon. Yeah. I just voted. Tell me who won. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And why is it 2022 we can't do that? we don't wanna i mean you
3: know that yeah well, we do know that mm-hmm. you know if, if american express can have me a, a new working credit card in 24 hours and they can and they can <laughs> you know and, and if they and, and if uh, if amazon can know everything about everything i've ever bought
7: and i'm gonna buy it, Dude, how can we not count? Thank votes? you. They have. They, they practically have something called Amazon Tomorrow, where it'll right. just ship you today what it knows you'll want tomorrow. Right. But we can't head. We can't. We can't go one, two, three, four, five, so, six. So here it is, because that's the big driving force behind why the midterms were so surprising to so many people. As I think, mailing has changed the game in a way that people can't quite comprehend yet. And what I mean is, for the first time ever, people are now voting a full month before they get any exposure to the candidates. Fetterman's a good example. Fetterman's a prime example. Most of, that. of the state not most of the state, but a good percentage of his support voted. Before he had that debate, before we found out that he can't even form a sentence, he's in a tough spot. If he was any slower, they'd make him president. <laughs> the pork. Hey, a little something there, a little red meat for the kids. Come on, here. We're in Texas. Got to have a fiddle in the band.
3: <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so listen, you know, we're not you and I are not necessarily making friends here because I've mm-hmm. got we've 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 mm-hmm. lost one. Okay, Bobby. Uh, I was sixty-five. I was listening to you on Fox Across America. I've been a fan. But no more. Oh, Bobby, don't do us I, like I that. I heard Jimmy giving negative comments about Trump. It's not about Trump. I hate to say bye. Okay. okay. So well, Bobby. Bye-bye, so, Bobby.
7: Bobby, Jenny has pulled this move 33 times in our marriage. <laughs> Pack the suitcase, <laughs> put on the hat. You'll be back. Drive around the block, listen to I Will Love Always Love You by Dolly Parton. It works for Jenny. And come back. Bobby and everybody listening, I well, want you to understand, okay, it's not negative about Trump. To be clear, if Trump is the Republican nominee, we're all voting for him. There's no world where we're voting voting for Biden instead or whatever transgender Eskimo the Democrats nominate because they haven't had one before. We clearly support his policies over any Democrat. So we're not here to disparage Trump. We're here to make a point that in order to win this election, we need a lot of people who would never, ever in a million years consider voting for him to vote for him. But what I just said is the qualifier. They There's no version of this where the people on the left who hate Trump as a lifestyle turn around and go, you got me. You know what I'm voting for? You got me. Okay, if that were the case, we would have won the midterms. Okay, when you think of the issues people vote on, their pocketbook, which is the A, B, and C, but you can throw in crime and fuel prices and everything in between, okay, we didn't win. And we didn't necessarily have the worst candidates. Like, I'm not a big Dr. Oz guy. But across the board, with those advantages, you're supposed to win that game. Yeah, why not? What you, happened? You know those luxury hunting clubs where it's like it's, a, it's the size of a football field, but they've put 3,500 deer? <laughs> like, it's physically impossible not to kill a deer? Yeah. We came home with no deer. <laughs>
3: like, what's going on? Yeah. But,
7: but, but. But
3: how come? What happened?
7: (sighs) Two things. Okay, one of them is mail-in balloting. They can turn out the vote now in a way that they couldn't. Traditionally, midterm turnout is low. And if people are indifferent to candidates or to the issues, it's always low. But they were able to juice turnout anyway, just like they did in 2020 for candidates the voters weren't necessarily passionate about. But it doesn't take passion to lick a stamp and stick it on an envelope or put it in a drop box down the hall from your house. I think that's issue number one. I think issue number two is the Democrats succeeded in, in running on a lie about abortion. And what I mean is they made the case convincingly to a lot of women that Republicans were banning abortion, you were going to jail if you got one, the repeal of Roe v. Wade had criminalized abortion. When reality is we know it's a state issue. you don't You're want right, the Fed right. stepping in on anything, right. But I think a lot of the people in the Democratic Party are what they slander constantly. The left likes to point about you know point out uh, low information voters. There's no more low information voter than someone who thinks abortion was just banned, you know correct. Thank Correct. you. Or that Vladimir Putin controls the government. He does. He can't control his own government right now. He's not even covering the spread against Ukraine. That's Come on, true. Putin. I'm underwhelmed. Yeah, as as the true. late, as the late great John McCain once said, you know, Russia's a gas station with nukes. That's, that's true. That's what he had called them. And that's kind of what they are. That's true. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, you know, I, I think the go forward on this is we like Trump. Uh, before everybody hangs up and curses and changes the station, uh, if he gets the nomination, we support him. But while we have a chance to properly vet this, you know, measure twice, cut once, okay, we're two years away from this election. In what world, you know, do you just blanket hand the nomination to somebody who you know has a 65% unfavorable rating? You know, I think that's us rooting for the story instead of rooting for the actual reality we're living in. Okay, so what do you want to see Trump do on Tuesday? Uh, nudes of Melania. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny, are you listening? Don't go anywhere. Jenny, where are you going? I love you, babe. No, um, what I think he's going to do is I actually think he's going to find a fallback announcement. I, he's got to be smart enough not to announce on Tuesday. It's First of all, it's too soon. There's no momentum. And I, I think there's a point to be made that I heard you make earlier. Which is he's now overshadowing the runoff. Absolutely true. They're going to lose the Senate twice because of him. Yes, true. If he jumps in now. Yeah, true. Because let's be very clear about what went on in Pennsylvania. Yes, a lot of mail-in voting, which made life easier for Frederman. But Trump's unfavorables in Pennsylvania are massive. And, you know, Trump getting in on behalf of Oz, as much as you might be listening to the show and saying, hey, I like Trump, how dare you say that? You're not the guy voting the people voting we have to acknowledge that they have a sensibility that isn't ours and that's part of this that you have to be a little wary of right now so what i want to see him do on tuesday is announce that he shortened his list of vps to like three and if he does run it'll be these just something you know that isn't quite admitting he would wanted to run but couldn't because of the midterms because that's too much hubris for him but if he does just announce that he's running he's he will not there i would bet anyone listening anything that he will not get the nomination
3: yeah, but let me tell you what i ran into with trump for the mm-hmm. entire four years of his his presidency in the year of his candidacy and particularly the four years of his presidency with people that i knew that were were nominal righty voters Uh you know not as into it as you and i Mm -hmm. but what i ran into they people would talk about i just can't stand the way
7: he tweets i can't stand what he's and i'd say but the policy yeah but the policy but the and it never cut it never cut never and what's so crazy about it though is like his tweets don't affect your ability to pay your bills you know, they don't, right. affect, they don't affect anything in your life. It's superficial stuff. I think that's the point I come back to with Trump is we had a lot of luxuries under Trump because the quality of life was so much better. You know, right? we yes. could get mad about his tweets. We don't care what Biden tweets right now. First of all, we know we know he's not tweeting it himself. If you were tweeting a verbatim of what Joe Biden said, it would look like a cat walked across a keyboard. You know, there's no world where he's running his own tweets. But even if he was, we wouldn't care, you know, right. because we don't have the luxury to care about Twitter because we got too many other things going on. So Trump definitely uh, represents a better time in this country in terms of the quality of life, but not the political quality of life because there was so much unrest. And I'm not saying it was his fault. It was certainly the media's fault. It was more reprehensible than what he did. You know? the,
3: the media has was, uh, you know, always disliked Republicans, but mm-hmm. they went flat out dishonest. Yep. They, they, they uh, avowedly dishonest.
7: And this, this, is, this is my assessment of that because everyone who runs gets that treatment. Okay, every Republican gets treated like Trump, but DeSantis has been getting treated like Trump for two years and does a good job of like Carrie Lake does, flies right into the storm. When the media accuses him of something, he says, oh, well, the Democrats do that. Why don't you say a word when they do that? You know, he brings receipts, as they say. Yeah, and I think DeSantis has more poise in the pocket, to put it in football terms, doesn't commit the unforced error. I mean, again, doesn't even mean he's going to run. You know, and it doesn't mean I wouldn't be open to considering other people. I don't think we just hand DeSantis the nomination tomorrow. We got two
3: years. Well, here's what I said at the top of the program: as you know, the, the guy who looks like the guy.
7: Mm-hmm. Uh, two years out, oh yeah, is never the guy. Ever, ever, ever the guy. He's I mean, never the guy. I think 2008 was supposed to be Hillary's year. Obama jumped it there. Yep, absolutely. You and know. there was no way in the world Jeb Bush was not going to be the nominee. Think, ever.
3: Think about that. Think about that. He was. He. It was. Presumptive nominee in 2016.
7: Everyone in Honduras is walking around with a Philadelphia Phillies World Series championship sweatshirt right now, <laughs> and a President Jeb Bush sweatshirt. <laughs> There's a whole lot
3: of that going on. It's absolutely true. So the, the, that's one one reason. If I want to keep Desantis in the mix, I don't want to get too far out in front with him. He, and
7: he he doesn't have to. That's the thing. He has the luxury of being a governor, an overwhelmingly popular governor, and he can just go govern. He doesn't. If he wants to jump in, he can jump in next fall. Isn't he, you don't need to be doing this now. Trump's only doing it now because there's a big groundswell of support for DeSantis and he wants to take the oxygen out of the room and consolidate support. And plus fundraising matters. But uh, he's going to have a hard time. That's all I'm saying. It doesn't mean we don't like Trump. It doesn't mean stop listening to the show. We love Trump. Okay, I drink with his daughter-in-law. I think they're all wonderful. These are great people. I'm not, I'm just trying to be fair about the process because I think that's our job as Americans. We're not activists. We're Americans and we're talk show hosts and I want to go get more ribs in the break room.
3: Well, let's <laughs> Josh, Josh, and Mikey have said that I have to finish the show.
7: What do you mean? <laughs> They, they told to me, me.
3: I, they have to finish the show. I've been sitting here. You've been eating ribs. Yes. I've been smelling ribs. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a dog. He actually
7: gave me paw when I walked in. It was, all, it was awkward as
3: hell. So we're going to finish the show uh-huh. in the next segment. Okay. Uh, and that's coming up right after this Don't Go Away.
2: <laughs> the show not afraid to call out both sides of the aisle. He's the other side's worst nightmare. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
3: Okay, Paul Glaser sitting in uh, for Jimmy Fallon here on Fox Across America. Wrap it up. Jimmy, thanks for coming to town. Yeah. <laughs> you, listen, you, you brought Lincoln. We've had Lincoln here before, but yep. the first time I got to meet Jenny, I have to ask,
13: mm-hmm.
3: how does a guy like
7: you <laughs> land a woman like Jenny? How does this happen? Well, this is a crazy thing. Um, I don't normally pick up hitchhikers. <laughs> Like ever? No, I'm kidding. I met Jenny at a comedy club in Cleveland, and uh, she's just a good time gal. This is a good good lesson for everybody listening. Okay? Yes, I had it to my advantage that she grew up on a dairy farm and didn't know how much better she could do. You know, the population of Wapakoneta, Ohio, clearly not the population of New York. Right. So, in you know, Wapakoneta, uh... she knew everybody in town was probably a little underwhelmed by her options. I probably seemed like something new and exciting at the time. The argument for never going to Wapakoneta. I, I, I bought. <laughs> I bought low. The point is, I bought low. I bought really low. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm in a position to sell really high. Uh, but Jenny's a great girl, and uh, she is currently subbing in for me uh, in the hazing ritual that is Welcome to Texas. do You know, we uh, we've legitimately been in your studio for 15 minutes. And 12 spare ribs have been eaten. (laughs) There's a man waiting. I'm not exaggerating. Everyone thinks I'm joking. Randall was waiting outside. I know. I know. Randall does (laughs) that. That's not cool. All right. Well, listen. Thanks for being a
3: guest on your own show. (laughs) It was an honor. But but, but I'm doing the show, Uh and I'm going to wrap it up. So you you, you stayed through the break. Guests don't do that. So I tell you what. Time to go. All right. Here we go. Get
8: him out of here. Get him out.
3: All right, Thanks Jimmy. Paul Glaser sitting in for Jimmy Fallon here at Fox Across America. The the sum total of the show today is there's not a lot of sentiment right now for a Donald Trump announcement on Tuesday that he's going to run for a for a, a second term as president and run a third campaign. There's a there's a lot of sentiment for that that he needs to back off. And as Jimmy just said, think what you will about Donald Trump, and if he's the nominee, we're going to vote for him. But maybe Donald needs to do something with that announcement on Tuesday. Jimmy will be back in this chair tomorrow for the full three hours. Thanks for enduring the fill-in guy. Thanks for being a part of Fox Across America. Thanks, Josh and Mikey, and thanks to you
17: for listening, and we will see you at Fox Across America tomorrow. Have a great day.